millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. What is up, people of Panther Nation? Good Tuesday to you. Actually, it's a shitty Tuesday because the damn Carolina Hurricanes are down a goal. They lost their first game going into the series. Now they're down. We need these mugs to come back. Mad shout out to my wife who is at the playoff game. This girl became a caniac more than I could have ever expected. (sighs) Tough Tuesday for her. It's about to get better as they come back and win. And it's going to be a great Tuesday for me and y'all. Because we're talking about the Carolina Panthers, the latest news and opinions. From the fan perspective, my name's Tony Dunn, a.k.a. The Professor. It's the longest-running Panthers podcast out there, the C3 Panthers podcast. That's right. Why? Because it's just us in the car rolling to and from the game. And I promise you, my man that's always rolling with me, Cody Lashney, is here. It's Tuesday night. My dude, my co-host, my producer, everything, dude. Like You're my like best friend. <laughs> Tony Dunn, man. There's nowhere else I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than with my best boys talking some Panther football, man. And uh, look, it doesn't matter if we're in the middle of the season or if there's nothing in the world going on, dude. We're going to be here. We're going to be talking Panthers football, and we're going to be doing it with the best Panther fans in all of YouTube, Tony Dunn. We're doing it with Ice Up, son. We're doing it with Tim Tizzy, AJ Lindsay, twelve sixteen, Tim Estes, Chad Morales, Shane Welch, even my mama's in the chat room. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Big shout out to my boy, my best friend, actually my real best friend in life, Joe Rialano, in the chat room, founder of this yes, show sir. right here. Like really, it's like Joe's my best friend in my whole life. So glad to see you here, Joey, and uh, Tim Tizzy. Big, big shout out to that dude. Always been my boy. I'm telling you guys, you guys are important to me. Like you meaningful to me. Just like my man, Moneybags Lawson. He said, we in here. And guess who else is in here? He is a late night ninja. CK, welcome to the house. Oh, whoa. Hello, guys. Can you hear me? 
Yes, sir. Yes. All right, sweet. Just making Looking sure. good, sounding good, feeling yeah, good. Well, I just I I'm, I built I rebuilt this PC, and so I'm you know there were some audio issues, and I wanted to make sure they were all squared away. Sounds like they are. So that's good news. You're sultry as usual, homie. Okay. Well, listen, I'm I'm all down for that. Anyway. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, we're. Uh, uh, so right now, I know we got to figure out the agenda, right? So, are we talking about this whole can the confidential Panthers confidential thing? I, mean, I think yeah, that's, man, the that's the only thing. That's the only thing. That's what there is to talk about, man. Did uh, mm-hmm. what what did you all feel of this um, kind of a, a unusual little peek behind the curtain tease, of, uh, tease, of Panthers tease. Panthers going on? You know? That's what we will be talking about tonight. Don't don't worry. That's the tonight's show is actually Panthers Confidential exposed, and I felt guilty. I almost felt a little dirty writing that headline. I was like, like, like people are like, oh, like I got something special or something. Actually, I do. We got a couple of things in there. I saw some little nuggets. We all watched that, but don't worry. We're gonna get into that. The number is two five two 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 eight. 5098. Go ahead and hit us up with the Volta joint, that little banner. Cody. Tonight, look, you can be a part of the longest running Panthers podcast by as as you are, maybe on YouTube, Periscope, Facebook. Go ahead and smash the thumbs. Give us a little like. Give us a share. It's the best thing you can do for this show. I'm telling you, man. Go and just write a review or tell a friend about it on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Because tonight's show is going to be a fun one. We're going to be talking about the Panthers confidential video that was put out, which is the behind the scenes look at the draft process, the addition of Scott Fitterer. And we'll be asking, is Matt Rule the boss? It sure seems like it. Don't worry, though. This show is going to be high powered, hot, hot powered by Volta. Our friend Kevin Brown, who is a Carolina Panthers fan and one a listener of this podcast, Kevin Brown, solar consultant, reached out to the podcast. He said, look, if you live in North and South Carolina and you're a homeowner and you want to add equity to your home, you want to cut the cord with your energy company, you want to achieve energy independence and take advantage of all of these tax cuts. He said, look, I listened to your podcast And I think I can help your listeners. You call Kevin Brown at 704-704-215-3373. That's one. One more time. 704-215-3373. You notice that's a Charlotte area code right there. My man's there ready to help you cut the cord. Like, look, I'll cut the cord with my cable company. It's time to cut the cord with your electric company and start making some money. On your own power. And I can't guarantee that part. But look, if you get tax discounts and this and that, he's kind of making money. Add equity. Kevin Brown, Avolta, powered up. Guys, <sighs> Panthers Confidential comes out. We have been watching. I don't even know why I sighed. I think it was just because I was talking a lot. <laughs> it's very exciting, actually, is that I was, it's not like a sigh that they came out with that, but we were on. We've had a couple of behind-the-scenes looks when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, right? We were on the Amazon Prime special, All or Nothing, right, where we all made every Panther fan in the history of the world made their opinion about Dante Jackson in that show. 
right? It's like, oh, you got your talking to from this and that. And I thought they overplayed that so much. Not I mean, the not, show. It felt, it felt like they uh, they definitely made it reality TV more than anything. Right. It was even not in the show should have done that. I think we took too much from that like one singular moment as a fan base and fans. But we've gotten that behind the behind the scenes look. Max Henson, former writer for the Carolina Panthers. Now I think the. Last time I heard, and this was right after he left the Carolina Panthers, he like went and become the social media person for Lowe's. But he did this great article one year where Dave and like like the, this is what the war room is like, and he wrote a written piece about him. So now we get Panthers Confidential, though, which is the video piece to what we've all been talking and speculating about. And to give the Carolina Panthers their credit, they made Coca-Cola pay for it. They couldn't even pay for their own fucking movie. We out here doing on these streets for free each and every week. Nah. Uh, so Panther, Panthers Confidential comes out. How about this, Cody? What, what do you think? What's popping off at you? Like, we're like, it was great. You messaged me, and you're not one of those people, actually, who I feel is the first to watch all of this shit. Right. Like sometimes we'll be like, oh, I just watched this press conference. Cody be like, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. You messaged all of us and you said, you got to watch this. Well, because listen, this is the type of shit that I live for, that I love. The, I mean, this is where general managers make their money. And this shows you what goes into building a football team. And I love it. Um, and really, uh, you know, it, it shows you that, you know, for as passionate as fans get, about draft players and, you know, uh, board rankings and positions and stuff like that. The Panthers and an NFL front office really do a lot of the same things that we as fans do. Dude, amen. Amen. It was not as scientific as we expected. You saw them predicting the top seven, which is pretty much (laughs) the same info that we all knew and had before. But before the draft happened, um, but one of the things that I found surprising that I did love is that it showed you a lot of the information and a lot of the um, the inner workings of what went down behind some other big deals. For example, they showed you a little bit behind the decision making that brought Sam Darnold here and why they liked him and why they decided to want to take a gamble on him. Um, we got to see, uh, and frankly, this is one of my most enlightening things, was the personality of David Tepper. And I don't know if I'm comforted or made worrisome by the amount of influence and sway he's that in every, David, he's in yeah, every he, decision. his voice every is decision. heard on everything. And listen, even to the point when, uh, there was a clip released when the Panthers were trading Teddy Bridgewater and Scott Federer was on speakerphone and Matt Rule was talking, but David Tepper also was making his presence very known, speaking up very loudly. Um, you know, he made his distaste known in the draft room when teams were calling and he was said, we don't take anything with negative points. Meaning that if the trade that whoever is offering us 
doesn't equal the amount of value that we're picking at. If it's less than the eighth overall pick, we don't want it. And David Tepper was the one being vocal about this and saying this. So I don't know. There was a level of frustration there too, though. Yeah. I know that people don't want to say it, but like around around what Teddy Bridgewater. Around Teddy Uh, Bridgewater. And I, I I truly believe this is that um Scott Fitterer and Matt Rule were ready to deal him for a bag of peanuts. And it was and it was Tepper who is and like he's like saying, please don't make this look that bad. Right. I mean, he like you said, negative points. Like it was like they were ready to take him for it was like, is it a five? Like one more pick up, and it was like, Oh, is that positive points? No, I think you raised a fantastic point in that David Tepper and that might be the most shining thing from the whole show is how granular of an involvement he has at each and every level. What's crazy is it felt like every decision that was being made, everybody was looking towards Tepper to get the seal of approval. Like like every time he would like he even Fitterer being the GM, you would see him turn and then almost like wait for Tepper to disagree with what he was saying, you know, and then when it didn't happen, I felt, yeah, I felt that way a little bit is one other thing is that if we saw Tepper's involvement shine through at this moment, I think we saw Matt rules command of who he wanted to pick. And and maybe that's kind of heartening. Maybe is Scott Fitterer the new Marty Herney. I hope not. But what I mean by that is that it was like fit was like he he looked toward rule made these decisions, dude. Like and and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good working relationship with your GM and this and that because they're kind of on the same page of direction, this and that. But fit was like, well, what do you want to do? You want to trade back? You want to do this? And he's like, I will make it, it happen. It really showed that they were both telling the truth when they spoke about what kind of a collaboration process it was. Right. Yeah, that there, was there wasn't any decision that was made where the other side didn't have an equal amount of sway and input. And I, I think really that's how it's going to be with, with David Tepper. It's going to be these two men working together under David Tepper having to basically kind of, I'm assuming at times, dance around his ego, but between the two of them deciding what's best for the football team. And I kind of feel like Matt Rule, as a coach, could be the type of person that ends up falling in love with a player um, for whatever reason or another, as was documented. Maybe a little too much. Well, as, as was documented with Chuba Hubbard and his wife and Tremble saying, yeah, it's, you know, saying you have to take Chuba Hubbard, and, and they still ended up picking him anyway. But I think that Scott Federer really has that value mindset of, you know, okay, how do we go about this? The the most, you know, for lack of a better term, the most analytical way possible to maximize our value from a number perspective. I mean, they spoke about about that ad nauseum too that yeah. the quarterbacks. It's kind of a gamble, and it's a crapshoot of talent and what team the quarterbacks go to. And they mentioned all of this when talking about Sam Darnold. So uh, it, it really was a nice little 
peek into the inner workings of the Carolina Panthers. And I, I found it very revealing and I still have a ton of questions. I have a ton of questions oh, about, dude. about how we evaluate bro. Don't trust this. But Don't also, trust okay, this. But how about this? I wanted to get everyone's opinion on this. And, and it's, it's just baffling to me. So they had a third round tackle grade on Brady Christensen. But yet they had him ranked as a second round guard. Now, I can only assume this comes from meeting with them a bunch of times over Zoom and talking with them about different things and what they plan on doing if they did draft him. But at that point in time, all of his film from BYU is playing the left tackle position. So what about Brady Christensen makes the Panthers want to raid him higher, pushed inside into guard, than where he played pretty much the entirety of his college career which is on reality. the outside at tackle. Yeah, it just... Nah, that- reality. That's what made them rank, rank that, is that we look at you guys in college and you look like a tackle on the left or the right, and you look like you can do a lot of different things. But you know what? You can't in the NFL. But that doesn't mean you're a done football, a dud a, like this. And that's what I think it is, is that they see versatility in him. They see ability and capability, but they don't really see him as being a guy you want to invest a ton in to pay to play the left or the yeah. right side. And I think that's fair. I don't I mean, know where they come fair, up with those but... metrics, though. That's where I think I have a lot of questions about as how unscientific a lot of this looked in this Panthers confidential. Don't worry. Don't, listen, if you own a restaurant and you're going to pay me to come make pizzas for you, and yet the only thing that you've ever seen me make well is tacos, that wouldn't be the reason why you hired me to make pizza, would it? So, like, that's... But that's you didn't. Like, Maybe you just like, paid them to cook. Hey, look, is... All right, so you thought that... Tell me what you really, truly think about that statement. Like, do you think that's bad evaluation? Do you well, think that's poor... Foresight is the pick weird? Like, what... What what do you wonder about? It just makes me wonder how you how do you project a player to be better at a different position that you haven't seen him play before? But it's not like you're asking him to play wide receiver, though. I, I you know what I'm saying? Like you're not asking him to play a completely different thing. But how about this? Is Daryl Williams maybe would have played maybe played left tackle at Oklahoma or some shit like that? But how about this yeah. is if you never saw someone play left tackle and we drafted them to be a right tackle, would you say, wait a second, that's tacos and pizza? Well, and, and then Tim Tizzy says uh, guards a lot easier. I wouldn't necessarily say that. It's just you have to be more nimble to play yes, offensive it is a tackle. a lot easier. Well, no, it's just because it's, yes, it it's, it's an instant. It's, it's a more simplistic nah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the it. amount of time in which we get punched Jeff in the Shorts face played guard. Short. He did not play tackle. Byron Bell so, was a good guard. He was a shitty tackle. It's easier to play guard. Well, it, it, listen, it's it's different to play guard. I mean, it's a, it's an instant fight. As soon as the ball is snapped, you have to make a, a more instant decision, and you have to square up and be ready with your hands 
much quicker than you do if you're uh, a tackle on, on a pass rep, for example. It would have made much more sense to me if they would have said, for example, oh, but we have him as a third-round tackle and a fourth-round guard. Because, well, maybe, you know, maybe we can move him in and and he has potential to hold up there. But again, I've never seen him do it. So what makes them value him higher at a different position that they've never seen him play? It's did they did they miss him? Because he was at the senior bowl, right? I don't remember him being at the senior bowl. They did love, I tell you this, Rule was in love with every motherfucker at the senior bowl. Shot he was like nutting over everywhere. He's like, I coach this dude. I love him. Love him. Shy. Bunch of dudes. Yeah. All right, you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. The number is 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. Join in the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, make sure you tell the friends, the friends about this show. The longest-running Panthers podcast is on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher, all of this. We got more to talk about with the Panthers Confidential I am. I'm interested to see what you guys are going to say about how scientific it was. And don't forget, this was theatrics by the Carolina Panthers. Let's not forget this as they made it look a certain way. Whether it was that way or not, we will get to the bottom of. But before we do, we got to talk about something else that has popped up off. Not panthers confidential but some somehow in this process i think it was actually in the show maybe the potential shopping of robbie anderson and now has become somewhat of a storyline only because there is nothing to write about or talk about but the carolina panthers maybe picking terrence Mont- terrence marshall jr in the second round terrence. dj moore Terrence, did I say I said Terrence? I, I did. Terrence. I did. I did the same thing. Say it. Was it? It's, it's Terrace. Terrace, like uh, I stand on the yeah, terrace, like, like looking like overlooking the, the water. Yeah, uh, Terrace. I stand on the Terrace Marshall Jr. and overlook DJ Moore, who is ready to become a star-studded wideout. And many people are asking, what is the role of Robbie Anderson going forward in the final year of his two-year deal? Did not attend the OTAs and was the one of the few veterans or one of the few kind of offensive players that did not. Any thoughts on uh, the shopping and continued shopping of Robbie Anderson? And do you really, is it just, to me, it's just internet fodder. I agree. I mean, they, they express, I, I don't know if you, again, we can talk about this all day, whether or not it's true or not, but when asked about, Robbie Anderson not being there, it seemed like it was clear that Robbie Anderson just had some personal stuff going on in life, you know, um, and he didn't seem like it was the bad stuff. It was some good stuff for some of the guys. Um, but I, so I don't know. I Like, is there actually They featured him in the confidential joint, right? That's they were I mean, at his like, house. Like, but, it was like, if it was really that weird or this or that, why is he even a part of it? Let me ask you, that's the that's the part, that's the media team, right? How much are the media team involved with those things on the back end? Like, are they aware that that they are that they're shopping people like Robbie Anderson if that's happening? Wow. Because if that Good is point. the case, I mean, excellent point. You know, then maybe they, there is something to that. But if that's not the case, then I don't really say you can do much as far as even put that into into the stratosphere as being reality until we see something more concrete. 
Cody, I saw some. It was I was just scrolling through Twitter and I just ran across a Seahawks conversation. It was ultimately following the Julio Jones rabbit hole that could possibly be. And this guy said this is Seahawks fans are dumb. And he was a Seahawks fan, but he was saying that having a third wide receiver, having three viable threats, he's like, y'all don't understand how important it is in this NFL to not just have two receivers, but a third. So he was trying to court the idea of Metcalf, um, Julio Jones, and uh, Baby Locke. Uh, Lock. Right, who's the, the little guy, the best dude on the team? Uh, something Locke. Yeah, Locke. Anyway, I don't know. He's wonderful. He went to K-State. He went to K-State. Now, what is this going to do with the Carolina Panthers? Don't worry. I ain't trying to talk about Julio Jones. What I am trying to talk about is this, is that are the Panthers in really in a position, though? Like, is, is like why, why wouldn't they just pay Robbie that last year? The Sam Donald connection? Do we? I don't even think we've Tyler got the Lockett. capital. Tyler, thank you. Tyler thank Lockett. you, Tyler. Thank a little baby locker. Thank you, them. T. Young, Chad Morales. You guys are on top of it. I don't even think we've got the kind of wiggle room right now for that. Like, I think we're kind of counting on Robbie and DJ being the dudes. Marshall maybe contributing some, but like, we don't have the capital to like, do we believe in Terrace that much? Yeah. I mean, out on the Terrace and we don't need Robbie. If you watch Terrace Marshall, in that 2019 season, especially when Joe Burrow and Joe Brady were putting up all those incredible numbers, you can argue that Terrace Marshall was the best receiver on that team until he got hurt. You think hurt it's this year, though? You think yeah, he's going to come I, up there and be like playing big ju- I say wow. look at what Justin Jefferson did for the Minnesota Vikings, right. and, and there's no reason to think that uh, uh, Terrace Marshall couldn't come in and instantly do something. Similar to us, uh, or similar to that for us, and I'm not asking that, that, but does that does that give you the leeway though to deal, Robbie? That's not what I'm asking about. Is how good this dude is. I don't think that we're going to trade Robbie Anderson. We can't. Well, it's not even that we can't. It's that the whole point of this turnaround with Sam Darnold is that he'll have no more excuses because he has an abundance of weapons in which to be able to get the ball out quick. And I think when you have a combination of Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall, Shai Smith, and Robbie Anderson, like there aren't too many options for Sam to be wrong. So I really don't Say like Say those names again. Say the list again. Christian McCaffrey, DJ right, well, Moore. All right. all right, got that. Terrace Marshall. No, nah, you don't say, don't say, how are you going to say a rookie's name and ever caught a pass and Shai Smith before Robbie? That's the money really NFL, be, baby. You have to come no, in and get, and get no. straight to work. Dude, dude this list to. should go Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. That's the way the list should go. But then by that account, we're thin. Like, if you can't depend That's on That's my rookie. point. We are thin, homie. You've got... Three uh, and, and and not thin as in like it needs to be a super concern. But if you are trying to put your eggs and your money on a rookie, two rookies, too much, too much, bro. Like, is that what we need to have? Is DJ and Robbie show out, and if something happens wrong, 
or we have a surprise on one of those names. You can't go into camp or into the season like trading Robbie Anderson right now. You just can't. Like yeah, you ain't would, you ain't got I enough behind it. Trade, yeah. Like you need Robbie to be the nine hundred dude yard, and if he's not, then Marshall step up. But I do think that we are going to go into this season knowing that we intend to put a lot of the burden onto the young guys. I think Marshall and Shy Smith are going to be given considerable touches, especially now that Curtis Samuel is gone and they still like to be able to do shit out of the backfield. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see that Who gets a lot. more yards? Which one of them gets more yards? Of of what What are the options? Are you talking about the rookies? Or out of Shai Smith or, or Marshall? Um, I think Terrace. But I think Shai Smith is going to have an opportunity to be, uh, you know, featured in, in a unique way, like uh, I, Samuel. I think there's a possibility that Terrace Marshall means more to this team this year than Robbie Anderson. <laughs> you crazy as fuck. All right. You remember, remember where you heard it? I'm telling you. I can't wait to hear that. Remember where you heard it. it. Hey, I want to see it, bro. Chad, Chad Morales knows, man. He's, he says he's a diehard LSU fan. I have a, a very, very strong uh, suspicion that crazy. Terrace Marshall this year is going to be more important for us he better be healthy. He better be healthy. He better be that, healthy. He said, couldn't even make the workouts, bro. Robbie's leaving. They're still protecting him. Yeah, neither did Anderson, though. So, you know. Well, Robbie Anderson sat it out, though. Sat it out. All right, let's go back to this. It's fine. Y'all shitting on uh, my man, Robbie Anderson. I'm telling you, y'all don't No, you're understand. underestimating the rooks, man. No, you underestimate how not. fast these rooks, the quarterbacks and the receivers. They might be fast as fuck, but I promise you, wait, wait, are they gonna have? Is it, is he gonna have a thousand yards? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I mean, how do I know that? Do you have to? Be is a he gonna have a thousand? No, nah, because Robbie had a thousand uh, uh, last year. A fundamental year, part of the football team. But more, Robbie had a thousand last year, bro, with Teddy. We're going to have a lot of mouth to feed, man. A lot of different mouths to feed, dude. Oh Christian McCaffrey God. had a thousand Who has more? All yards. right, I put more. I, all right, how about this? Is I got my, I got five on it. Five I got on Teddy one. Bridgewater on it. That Robbie Anderson has more than Terrence Marshall. Ter, Terrace Marshall. More yards or touchdowns? Yeah, yards. Straight up yards, homie. Just yards. All right, fine. Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, if you that. really I'll believe what, that I'll, shit. No, I'll tell you what. I'll double you up. Uh, I'll bet you five that he has more yards. I'll bet you another five that he has more touchdowns. All right. Let's do it. Deal. Can't wait to hear uh, it. Can't deal. wait to hear it. All right. Back to uh, you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast number 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the conversation. There is a... Lit chat room right now, and read that way, comment the, from the chat room. Money, uh, Joey the Blind Panther says, Money talks and bullshit walks. Cody can't walk, so he ain't bullshit. He's talking, he's on the money. I, I told you, bro. Oh my I gosh, you, you cripple people on. know how to make I know, hey man. Here. Hey, us cripple like, how did he even come up track. with it that quick? How did he come up with that? Quick that quickly, man. Hey, my man said, is sharp. Look, he said, "I personally don't see that happening." 
Uh, Joey's awesome. Oh, man. Joey getting the big <laughs> shout out tonight. Man, but like, these are the right, two. Though, man. He knows I'm right, man. man. Uh, Terrence Marshall dude. was a real one, bro. You All right, to listen we'll, see. To we'll see. You got uh, you got five on it. You I mean, technically, I got I got ten on it, man. We said big spend. We got five and five. Yep, you're right. All right, so back to the Panthers <laughs> confidential, though. Um, one thing that stood out to me was Scott Fitter's house is fucking the goddamn mansion of mansions, dude. This mug, that shit, like it's like he said. I got this job. I'm going to spend my day with my, it was his like daughter or, or son's birthday. So he got this big ass job. Then he went to the birthday party back there. And then he came here to do work and they came and bought the house. Like, and all of a sudden he just walked up in this house, his dog and his family was there. That house was fucking amazing, homie. That's no, the house baller, was dope, dude. man. The house was dope for sure. Um, yeah, I'm. I it was a revealing look uh, at our new GM, and I, I see someone who is competent and knows what he's doing, and he has a process that he's enacting that he's a strong believer in. So, I like what he's doing. Um, Someone asked me earlier if I could play the video and just kind of pause it and react from time to time. I think you think? That, right? I, I, Pat, well, if you, I if, as long as it's short thing. enough. If it's short enough. I mean, if you have something you specifically want to talk about. I mean, one I thing that was it. And let it play as we, as we talk over it. And when we see something we want to talk about, we'll bring it up. But go ahead. The I'm trying to think of um, what one of the things I do believe is important to remember is that they're trying to frame the discussion a certain way, right? And particularly with the Sam Darnold stuff and this and that, is that a lot of people have kind of suggested that we should just take this Panthers confidential as like an unfettered access to what's going on, but it has been choreographed or what not the right produced in a way to make certain things look good and better. Now I'm not saying that that means they're being dishonest or un un inauthentic, but the idea like is like the Darnold stuff seems so it, it makes it kind of seem like there was, this is the way it was going to be. One thing that was interesting to me is I thought it would look very, like I said, less scientific than I expected. Like, so it's like, hey, get up there and write the seven picks that you think are going to happen. Where do you think we're going to be at? Right? It seemed very like, okay. And then what actually was weirder to me is like when you get to the day two and day three stuff, and they're like, one, there was one scene and he said, all right, let's go through the scouts. We're just going to go left to right and tell me what you think. And it's like, what these are the guys that we're kind of interested in. It almost felt like it was just us up here talking about picks. What I mean by that is, I thought we'd be like, this is their rack score. This is where we, I thought there was going to be all these fucking like yeah, formulas was, uh, and shit. And it was just like, I like this guy. We need an offensive lineman. And it really was, man. He was like, we really, we, we really need help on the wide receiver. Done. 
I mean, dude, that's why I was saying to you, a lot of the stuff that we do when we're doing fucking pretend GM, pretend, uh, you know, not far off, bro. Now looking at players, evaluating talent, evaluating what grant or what grade you put on them and what round and what's too rich for a player. Like, really, it kind of grounded it for me and made it more real that, like, the things that we just enjoy doing for, you know, as Panther fans for giggles on the sideline is something that they do for a living. And to see the inner workings of it, I, I find that awesome. Like you see right there, that's when David Tepper is like, don't call us back with negative points. Like if it's negative points, we're not moving. Like right now they have a, a set number of players that they're hoping to Did pick you hear from. what they were trying to offer us for the first? I heard a bunch of what they said. I, he I heard, said like there was one where they didn't want to give us next year's first. They were just like, "Can we get a ninety? Give you a ninety third and a sixty three and move up five spots?" Like it was kind yeah. of a shit offer. Yeah, that was Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota um, called up uh, wanting to move up, and then I, I, I want to say I heard in the video that Kansas City was even looking to move up. I thought I heard that. I know I heard Kansas City in some shape or fashion. But we had a bunch of offers, and none of them uh, moved us. And that tells me how much we were in love with J.C. Horn. Yeah, that's what I was I mean, about to say. Yeah, yeah. When, when they view him as being a central figure of our defense right away. And I don't blame them. I agree. I thought it was kind of lame that they were just like, uh, JC Horn, great feet, strong body, can do it all. All right, let's pick him. Like, it was, there's no, there was very, it was just like, all right, thanks, Joe. Like, Phil Snow's like, I want the best defensive player I can get. And then it was just that. It was not, it was unscientific, man. It was unscientific unless they there's a lot of secret sauce like my man is talking about in the chat room is that they really asked. He said, what do we know about J.C. Horn? He can do this, this, this and this. And then they said, all right, what's our top eight like? I mean, it was not. And I'm not trying to say they're not doing it right, but I think we often put people of power in such pedestal roles. I agree. And they're just like kind of shooting from the hip. A little. <laughs> and that, you're not wrong. And that's something that I've been even, you know, kind of having a discussion about in my own head is like, and that's not even just with this stuff that we're dealing with, with this. Right. I mean, it's like the president life. of the United States yeah. is they're doing the same shit. I mean, they talk about don't meet your heroes. And I think that has a little bit to do with it as well. And mm-hmm. it's not just a matter of that, you know, being that silly or that, um, you know, right. Uh, joking around with that but i mean it's i think it's real i think there is a a a part to it is like everybody that we think is just this incredible human being are literally human that is it like it's not like they're this incredible you know all-seeing person who can do no wrong it's it's a situation where they they can do wrong it's just a matter of whether they're going to do uh enough good to oversee it or overshadow all right Jay Young says, and here, let's put it up here. Jay Young says, I'm sure they did all the analytical data prior to actual draft day. They just needed to see how the cookie crumbled for sure. That is a fair, it's a fair point, right? And actually, I'm not even contradicting that. 
is that I truly hope that is the case, right? Like I truly hope one of the things that I was, I was under the impression though, by bringing in analytics people, the idea was, is like, if we pick JC Horn here, it brings us a negative two percentage points there or something like that. You know what, like how does it affect the web? But as you are looking at right now, it's just uh, Matt Rule writing what he thinks is going to be the top six up there. They're not like saying if we trade back, we could lose this. And it just did not seem as complicated as I thought it would be. Right. Or not complicated as insightful. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. Another thing that kind of stuck out to me is that they really had their eyes set on people regardless. Right. Is that we did do some trading back. Right. Obviously, we did the most trading back in the history of our franchise and stuff like that. But. They showed a couple of times. It was like, if you could come in one, I think they said, who's the number one, our guy on our board, if we could have drove in and, and they drove in saying, we want John tremble. We want tremble. Right. He was there no matter what they traded back and still got him. I did feel like they identified people and particularly, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing about Matt rule. He had his dudes. This is Matt rules draft, man. Yeah. Matt Rule said, I want this guy. I like this guy. And and uh, Scott Fitterer was, can we trade back and still make that happen, guy? Yeah, and you notice even right here, when they start to write names on the board, he puts Pene Sewell up first, and then they put J.C. Horn. Um, apparently, it, I, I'm I'm trying to pause it at the right spot. Uh, they are. They are. Yeah. yeah this this is the best thing. I love this talk, and I am all in on it. It was field time, man. Yeah, it won't know Farley. Was, yeah. They, Come on. They won't be. know Farley. Yeah. I mean, I. I it. It was. So here is Farley. this is um and to fill people in who are listening, um. It was bar no, it wasn't bar, it was like NFL rumor. One one of the accounts that is always that it was a good find, in my opinion. They picked the they they isolated a frame from this show right here. And it was when we were getting closer to eight or thinking about when we're gonna pick, and they said these are our top dudes. And the last name on the list which they blurred out. They blurred it on purpose, right? This is, again, showing you how it's theatrics and produced, right? If it wasn't, then they're not trying to give up the secret sauce, like my man said. They have their own thing. But it was clearly, a, it was a, either an F or an S, and Sewell was gone. They believed he was gone. So it had to have been an F. So it was either Fields was their next dude or Fairly. Farley, fairly Farley. Uh, and I think this is important, though. They really diminished, and this is where I do think the production value comes in, is don't be fooled, folks. You trying to say that they had no interest in a quarterback at all? I want to know what, Cody, what does this tell us of what they thought about Fields, though? 
And I think it's that he's not a top 10 pick, but they were interested in him, but they wanted to get him for less. They wanted him for less, but I also think uh, just the pure value that having done the Sam Donald trade, it didn't make Justin Fields the necessity that. That's uh, it. Is this it? Oh, it's that F right in the look. It's there. It's in the very right, right. Yep, that's it. Yeah, where your mouse right is at. That's there, the app. Yeah. Yeah. How great is that? Y'all, the internet always ends on So, Horn uh, S is uh, Patrick Sertain, probably. We have a W right wide there receiver, man. Yeah. No, so we, Patrick Sertain was there. Which the rumor was that we were really high on him too. Uh, I think this is Waddle potentially. Then uh-huh. Devontae Smith, if that's a D. And then, yeah, at the bottom uh, is an F. Yeah, it's an is, F. is Fields. So that means that we had a bunch of people, uh, you know, we had a few people above Justin Fields. So if we were picking in that 13 to 14 range, maybe that would have been the guy that we wanted. Yeah. But the Bears traded up ahead of ahead of that anyway. So I think we got our guy. I think the only player that we would have picked ahead of Horn is Penny Sue. They liked him, didn't they? Well, I was a little interested in how um they he he said Lance, Jones or Lance, right? We're all saying like his, like it. They he really he said it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be Zach Wilson. He said we think it's Mac Jones or straight like, like how were they so in on that? While the whole media was trying to fuel this Mac Jones bullshit. Well, no, they were hearing the same things that we were, and it wasn't only until a day. Like literally the day of the draft, uh, and maybe even the day before, that all of the rumors started to shift to Trey Lance. That they were like, "No, there's been a shift." Yeah, it may have been for Matt Jones originally, but over time, it, you know, they were they were talking, and it became Trey Lance. So, and, and like that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back or anything but dude there i kept having this feeling yeah be like the rush i can do this be shit, like the man. rush dude I all they be, do is be like god I i'm so the tired of people telling me dude. i'm telling you like if, if a bunch of us dedicated all of our time and effort into doing this shit bring your receipts too, man oh my right gosh. we probably should so tired i saw this mug this mug sent this this guy said, and this is one of the, I'm not even saying names. It's just irritating. He's like, what fan base do you think is the most X and O savvy? I want to make ours the most X and O savvy. I'm like, what the fuck kind of question is that? How do you even gauge that? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> We're all sitting here just trying to figure it out. We're just watching this news as it comes in, trying to figure it out. And you spent nine billion hours prospecting people you ain't ever going to see play a down in the NFL. Good luck to you. Anyway, sorry. Me irritated. All right, day two of the NFL draft. Uh, they had J.C. Horn there in Nome, uh, and right away. Yeah, they fly him out. Is that, out is that yeah, like the always, first yeah. day? Like this yeah, mug is at the stadium like r- 
Really? That quick? Yeah. It's always yeah, yeah. the day after. Yeah, they'll be doing the press conference. Most of the time, I tell you, I fell in love with JC Horn in this video. I tell you this is that you guys told me he was a great player, this and that. I fell in love with this dude as a person in this video. Like I gravitated to him and how, like, well, well, one, his dad, Joe Horn, was a great ass fucking NFL player, a fantastic player, and who gave us fits as Carolina Panthers. But I can't tell you a better composed and well spoke i cannot it's like a avid like a created person right now of how good jc horn was at every level you know what i'm saying he's whatever whatever you want from him. did he show emotion did he show appreciation did he show poise did he show this dude had it all and i tell you when i at the end of this show that's who i ended up loving more than anybody jc horn look he he's got everything man like he's likable he's likable he's a, he's a superstar dude I, i'm tired I, i'm with that. you i'm buying this the jersey is, right off your, the bat this bro. is your rookie defensive player of the year i cannot tell you how impressed i was and and i'm not trying to say like i wasn't expecting to be impressed that's not what it is it's like i want to like every play especially every first round like he had, he had every. It, there was a charisma there. Yeah. To me, that was important. Like he understood more than we could. I mean, obviously he was living in it, but the gravity of the moment. Like he was celebrating reaching the league, but not over celebrating because he still won. Like he did everything right, dude. You could not have drawn. So I'm a giant J.C. Horn fan right off the bat. Um, going back to Panthers Confidential and any kind of final, not final thoughts. We'll get one last thought and then we'll go to the calls. Um, anything else? Look, you brought up that David Tepper way. Dude, it's a fucking puppet master, man. A little concerning a little bit. He was not. He ain't sitting out. No decision, honey. This motherfucker inviting you himself to the party. I think more time has to go by before we can really get a real genuine read on who David Tepper is as an owner. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, I would want to see how how he's able to handle success. Like, what happens when we have two or three good years? Is that just going to feed the ego even more and make him even more of a monster? I mean, there's a lot that's left to be navigated. Um Right now, the thing that gives me a ton of hope over anything is our new GM, Scott Federer. I think Scott Federer does a great job of, you know, navigating all the newest techniques of being a general manager while also listening to his staff and understanding that he has personnel guys there who understand the game of football, understand how to play it, they understand what they want to do from an X's and O perspective. So when you have a GM that values his scouts and his coaches, it leads to an air of uh, accountability. Everyone can communicate and depend with one another. And I like that. I see the successful signs or all the signs of a successful front office. I see them indicated in this video. I loved it. I thought it was fun. 
Um, uh, I believe right here they're talking about the process of signing Sam Darnold and going into that, you know. So I thought the whole thing was incredibly informative. Um, and overall, I love it, man. I mean, I've been following the um, Robbie some, Anderson makes everything better. He man. does. I, I, I will say, I will, I will leave it on one last thing. I love that we're starting to do more of this because um, I know that other football teams, like the Browns, for example, they have one building the Browns, uh, a video series that runs all throughout the year. And I love to watch that kind of shit just to see how a football team is run, all the inner workings and stuff like that. So whenever you're able to get content like this, I love it. I hope the Panther fans are uh, are enjoying this content and it pushes the Panthers to continue to make more stuff like this. He's looking. Which which Wayne brother does he look like? It's, which one is it? It's the one. That, there's a Wayne's brother that used to wear his hair just like that. Sean Wayne's the thing. No, Marlon Wayne's. Uh, no, the, Marlon Wayne's. The yeah, sipping yeah. the juice. Not the sipping the juice. But anyway. My man's hair is legit. Look, I like Cam. Cam's like got his wild hair too. I was I I did like to see how tight Robbie and DJ are. Yeah, talking in the offseason and everything. Yeah, true. We're watching it right now. All right, so um, any um any other you call it CK? Anything that stuck out to you regarding the video or the? Panthers confidential as I pull up the calls. I mean, honestly, I'm just you, there is obviously going to be a production value to it all, you know. So you got to take it with a grain of salt, as you said. You can't let it just completely sway your opinion. Um, right. But I mean, for me, it's exactly like Cody said. I think you see what they really valued as far as Horn is considered. Like, um, and and I think that that you know, and, and it, it, I don't think it should be lost how much they seem to really like. Sam Darnold. I mean, right. Then you still, there was not a, there was not a single Joe Brady in that video though. Yeah. Yeah, there was. When? When? Tell me like, what was he in the back? Like Waldo or something? He didn't didn't have a speaking part. Did he? No, no, no. It was a very short, like it was probably about a, a five second little introduction. And, uh, it was here soon. It's it's going to be in this part. I'm coming up. Yeah, watch. Let me right see. there. That's it. Uh, that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Him and Sam. We got this 34 minute video, and that we don't even know who he is. He got a mask on. This and that. Come on, the mastermind. You tell me he's a mastermind. Yeah, I'm actually a little mad, disappointed in that. If you're a mastermind, you don't have to say shit to the camera. You're just building uh, the building the playbook, man. Calling mm, these X's and O's. So what is everybody Matching else talking? Pup- nah, come on! Like there was nothing. They didn't. They why didn't they ask what Joe Brady about what they thought about Darnold? Not the weird dude we didn't know who he was. It was like Joe tell Brady us here because Joe Brady is about to be the the Bengals coach here in a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop. 
Why wouldn't right. he, why, he, can't, he can't be talking about how much he loves another quarterback too much. I know about how much I wish I had Joe uh, Joe Burrow instead of this dude. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> the number is 252-228-5098. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into these cat calls. Um, and let me see if I can do this properly. Don't forget the show powered by Avolta. Avolta is a way you can cut your energy and become independent take advantage of tax free tax credits from the state federal local level you can contact the solar specialist kevin brown k brown at avolta.us cody throw the number up there real quick let's give him the phone number while we're at it while we're giving it is this is cut the become energy independent remember when cody's power went out All right do you remember that like your power oh, yeah. went out. Honey, I'll remember that. You had to quit the show. You could have had solar energy. You could have called Kevin Brown, 704-215-3373. He's a Panthers fan. You got to tell him that you uh, heard about it on the Panther, the C3 Panthers podcast. And guess what? We will still be broke. <laughs> but you will have free energy at that point or near free energy. Let's get into these cackles. Thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty. Sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. Hold on, it's coming. Hey, what's up, C3 Podcast? It's Run DMC Lovato. What up? And uh, I was going through my phone, and I I have this app that has notes in it. And it was a rap I made, like, over a year ago. And I, I had to show you guys. I had to, I'm going to have to show you guys because it's so funny, dude. All right, here we go. Hello, Charlotte. Can we get my man Jordan Scarlett some reps? Shout out to the legend Pets. We miss Cam. Don't give a damn. I'm mad. I'm going ham. Rest in peace, Sam. Sam to the mills. Man, that really hurts me in my field. But we got to keep pounding. That's the motto. You already know who it is. It's Run DMC Lovato. I spit that fire, and I know David Tepper made the right hire. Matt Rule about to take all these rookies to school. And if I'm wrong, you can call me a fool. But if we suck, it's cool because we'll draft Trevor Lawrence. But y'all going to have to excuse me, boys. I'm about to go pay my warrants. Bridgewater might have a big black cock, but that doesn't mean that he can throw the rock. He's known as the Checkdown King. I've seen people at the drive-through from Burger King. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! That's all I got, boys. I thought that was funny as fuck. How apropos, bro? Share uh, share this with you guys. Not Uh, we we bring in that last bat back one more time. Set that fire, and I know David Tepper made the right hire. Matt Rule about to take all these rookies to school, and if I'm wrong, you can call me a fool. But if we suck, it's cool because we'll draft Trevor Lawrence. But y'all gonna have to excuse me, boys. I'm about to go pay my warrants. Teddy Bridgewater might have a big black cock, but that doesn't mean that he can throw the rock. He's known as the Checkdown King. I've seen deeper passes at the drive-through from Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> he right man how did he know this I thought that shit was funny as fuck I was, I was reading this laughing and I thought I'd you damn uh, laughing 
We about to get uh, you a record like, deal with that shit. A year old. We had Jordan Scarlett. Oh, oh my god. That's it. Thank you. Run 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 DMC Lovato earned his name tonight doing that. And the reason being, folks, is that you know that won't know fake ass shit because he said Jordan Scarlett. That mug ain't been on the team in 18 months. Bro, like since that call. Was, like he got yeah. a cut right after that call. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. uh, that was an uh, old ass call, though. What? That was just no. The... He no. He was saying he that wrote that rap a year ago. Oh, okay. He okay. wrote that rap and he found it in his phone, man. Oh, like okay. He... I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Right, here's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah old ass know. call from last week. Hi, this is Stephen Myrtle Beach. I want to talk about um. Everybody crying about how much we're paying for uh, Donald, all the graphics and everything. My, I was thinking that what do we got Watson uh, for, for a whole bunch of first, and then we all this stuff, all this crap came out about him. It'd be like having Greg Hardy all over again, and no quarterback. Oh, so or worse, yeah. About sometimes. Oh, uh, good, good, uh, good point is that it's something we have mentioned in the past. Is imagine. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Um, imagine doing all like, do you remember when you did the show, Cody, about like I would trade my left nut and this and that for Trevor Lawrence? And ultimately, we could have replaced his name with Deshaun Watson and it felt even better. Yeah, there was a moment I mean, we could have made that. Tra- yeah, there was a moment we could have made that trade entirely and felt like the winner. Five number, you know, you could have done anything. And then because of how touchy feely things got, ultimately you couldn't do that. Right. Is that and Deshaun Watson is a, a very interesting story to me still because he's not on the commissioner's non-exempt list. Like uh I feel like um somehow the NFL is just trying to forget that this exists and happened hoping that there's going to be a settlement. Maybe they expect a settlement. But the caller's right, is imagine if you traded for all of that and then the uncertainty existed still. But now looms another question. Should we still do it? <laughs> right? I mean, like, is that, isn't that there a legitimate question? Like, is, is Deshaun Watson completely out? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, there, for, not just for us, but everybody. Yes, everybody. Okay. Because right now, I mean, the Houston Texans can't get anything now that's going to be valuable this year. It's all next year, and are they really prepared to do that? You know, depending upon the circumstances. I mean, here's the reality: they're not going to get the value for them. You know that that they would like probably at this point now that everything's going on the way that it is. Um, but I also believe that. Uh, you know, for us, the reason that I say we're out on that is there's there's a clear attempt at trying to get rid of distractions, and something like that would be a massive distraction for an entire organization. Um, and do so you I think he's out of the NFL? Do you think no, he's out of? No, 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 no. Would do you I think, think le- w- the next time he plays on in in the NFL, will he be wearing a Texans jersey or someone else's jersey? Texas. I guess someone else. I don't think so. I think he's gonna be wearing a Texans jersey, man. He put like out a statement year? recently saying that he still doesn't want to play for Houston. 
Even I after know, don't, worry. don't worry. Guess what? Nobody else wants him playing for them. Them though. What? How many I years does he have left? On his he's gonna have. Career. He's gonna have to forgo his salary, dude. It's not like how, a big deal. Like how much? And here's the thing: how much more? How many more years does he have in his contract? The thing that people don't realize is if he doesn't play this year, it doesn't mean he's now one year less on his contract. He still has an equal amount of years if he's opts out for this year. Yeah, like his contract. He's got to have a back end. You know what he's going to have? He's going to show up to camp with a groin injury. Yeah. That'd be the way to get around it. That I mean, did not get any laughs. No way. Look at Cody's face. It did not even smile. Cody, did you didn't not. even smile. I was I even smile. I was convinced he's going to show up to pros. camp with a groin injury. Dude. Not even a single smile. I mean, he didn't even crack. Like, I mean, he looked like I, mean, I was trying that's to tell him. Like, I told him, like, it boy, is bro. his boy. Gosh, but wow. even that. Oh, Dude. All right. Here's the back end of the call. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Joey. And uh, by the way, Oh, I'm laying down on my bed and I kind of sound like, oh man, sorry. Anyway, why would we trade or shop Robbie Anderson? I mean, I guess these people are like. It's because it, well, look, it's called cut off on its own, but don't worry. You don't even got to call. Uh, he probably is there, a sa- is there a, another part? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, hey, it's Joey again. Uh, yeah, that first call, disregard it because. Like, you cover me for half. My dad wanted to talk to me about something, and I, you know, I had to stop the call. So, anyway, guys, sorry. I hope them talking about shopping Robbie Anderson is just like I'm bored, so let's talk about something, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> that's dumb. I mean that. I guess if Matt Rule came down and said, "Look, I don't want Sam Darnold just going to Robbie Anderson because he knows him, like Teddy Bridgewater did." I mean, I don't see why. I don't know if Matt Rule is afraid of Sam Darnold being a one-read guy, so he's like, "Oh yeah, like get rid of Robbie Anderson because that's who he's gonna go to." But I, I don't know if it's that, but God, I hope that's bullshit. I mean, I hope that's not. I hope that's not a question, like, or not a a reputable source or whatever, like the David Newton types. You know those idiots that would say that. But come on. Like you can't do that. And then, by the way, I I uh I was driving in the car with my mom, and I told her, uh, yeah, call the games. I'm call week one and week nine. So uh, yeah, I'm going to those games for real, for real. Nice. Go Good by my damn self, my ass oh. too. The, pe- the Hurricanes just happen, scored. I am the Blind Panther, so I'll find a way. Anyway, yes, guys. You will. <laughs> Shout out to my man Joey. Uh listen, I am uh 
you know, did, maybe you guys can fill me in on this. Like, was it just because Robbie Anderson didn't show up to OTAs that now they're floating trade rumors around around him? Like, why? Why is this something all of a sudden thing talked about? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't either. I, I don't know if there's any official report on it. The one part that I could see, and here's the thing is, and I'm surprised, Cody, you're in the approach that you are. Like, we're keeping Robbie Anderson, right? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, my I, approach. That's my yeah, approach. Don't yeah, give that to anybody else. I'm not, I'm not saying going yeah, I'm nowhere, not saying rid of him. Yeah, I think he's he's going to be a, an important piece for us. Okay, yeah. so this is his last year on this contract. Are we re-signing him next year? I don't no. think we have to. Okay. No. So, and I so think that's why he's not at OTAs. Actually, here's the thing: is that the idea is like, and this is what I want. I want an extension. How, how is his situation different than Curtis Samuel's last year? Um, well, because I think Curtis had never been paid before, and he didn't have the prior uh, experience with the um, with the coach and the quarterback, and ultimately the amount of success. I mean, really, Robbie Anderson's success was already limited as as was. I mean, he was never. Considered, a, I mean, I wouldn't even say that he was considered a top 15 wide receiver in the league, right? So, I mean, you know, and obviously Curtis Samuel wasn't either. I think that they're very comparable. And so right now, if we're not going to be able to utilize with, with what we have with Shy and with with Terrace Marshall, if you believe in those guys the way that we, we do, if you believe in, in Trimble and, and Dan Arnold even, I mean, in Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard, wouldn't it make sense to shop Robbie Anderson? No, no, we don't got enough depth, man. We don't have enough proven depth at all. Dude, all y'all's Marshall, Terrence, Terrence, this guy, Shy, it's all potential, homie. These mugs ain't no. Robbie Anderson's a thousand-yard receiver. David Moore, the wide receiver. No, he's a schlub. He's a nobody. But listen, it's, it's nobody what I'm talking about is we're in in a very similar situation than we that when we were with Curtis Samuel. Like right now. Like I, I would agree with you because I was against the idea of trading Curtis Samuel because I, oh, number one I was hoping we would get him back, but secondly, I, I really believed that last year our our offense and our, our our head coaching and our our front office was hoping to win. They were making moves showing that they really hoped to win, um, and and they clearly just picked the wrong quarterback to make that happen. Um, so uh, this year I think we're in a similar situation, but. Robbie Anderson isn't going to be on the roster next year. He's going to be going for a bigger That's right, paycheck. and he's not really going to command unless, you know, he's not going to command a ton of money right now, like a ton of draft. Like, that, we're trading him right now. Maybe if we turn out to be shitty, you know what I'm saying? If we're, like, six, you know, six weeks in or five weeks in and we're not looking that great and other teams and he's looking good, <sighs> I just can't believe, like, he's our starter. Right now, pencil in... And one of the things I said about the way Scott Federer was building this um, roster throughout free agencies, like we need this, we need that, we need this, is that to me, he if you're going to be the Panthers and you pencil in the starting lineup, Ron, Robbie Anderson's there. This is there. 
Yeah, no one's denying that. I think he's yeah. a solid part of what we're going I to think be the on Panthers, offense this year. Cody, who do you? Yeah, think, I think the Panthers think? drafting Marshall Terrace Marshall Jr. is a sign. This is that we're not going to let Robbie force us into a contract this year. What is well, the circumstances? Do you believe that we would find ourselves in in regard to our wide receiver number two? Do you think Robbie Anderson maintains that position all year? Or do you yes. think no. Harris yes. Marshall takes yes. that over? I got no, five man. on it. I, I really don't. I, I think Terrace Marshall Jr., look, I'm calling my shot early. This is all dependent upon Terrace right. staying healthy. I think very quickly he is going to become more important to what we do than Robbie Anderson. If not more or equal to, he's going to be on that level and he's going to make our decision to move on from him next year even more easy. I don't right. disagree. Um, let me see if I can share this with M. Oh, wait, CK. So did you want to, did you hear the, yeah, you heard the bet between me and Tony, right? No, what was it? Yeah, he was so, here. He was so here. He, he's saying, right? yeah, uh, he was he bet me five dollars. That, that yeah, well, he's, he's asked me about it. So five dollars on a thousand yards. That uh, no, who uh, gets more? Who gets more? Oh yeah, yeah. who has Anderson more yards? or Marshall? And so he he gets five if it's Anderson. But I also put five on who has more touchdowns. So who would you say has more yards and who has more touchdowns? Um, out of Anderson and Terrace, Anderson and Terrace, yeah. yeah. Oh, give me your ten dollars. Just go ahead and send it to me in crypto, bro. I say Terrace Marshall is going to have more touchdowns. I think Robbie Anderson has an opportunity to have more yards just based on the way that they use him. But uh, Terrace is a bigger body, right? Uh, yeah. Not really. Well, he, he might not be taller, but he's a bigger frame. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If, if you were talking about, he Rick, also though, got a busted ass after? ankle, homie. Who, who are you going after? And he Chris is not Marshall? in OTAs because he's still hurt, dude. He'll be fine. 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 I don't know why all of a sudden you love Robbie Anderson like he I've loved Robbie Anderson the whole time, man. Honey, I've been you on to keep Cam Newton, didn't you? Yeah, but I want I would I've just been happy with his style of play. And I was actually became more impressed with Robbie Anderson because I thought when we got him, I was just thinking of a stretch the field type guy. Yeah. But when Teddy Bridgewater can't throw the deep ball and he became a possession receiver with his skinny ass, that's what he became last year. He became a possession receiver. And so what I thought was is that Robbie Anderson showed me a versatility that I didn't know about last year. And now if you can put him with a guy, if we can kind of get that Darnold to Robbie, imagine if Robbie could throw 377-yard touchdowns on the end of his script last year. That's not, you know what I'm saying? He already had 1,100 yards. This poor guy didn't get a a touchdown. Mm since week one or whatever it was, he got that. And you know what the fucking week one touchdown was, was that wide open 77 yarder. So they hit Robbie and he just ran it to the house. That poor guy. No wonder he didn't, he didn't have no touchdowns because his quarterback didn't know how to throw him. And you know, also, like, also I thought- keep in mind here too, uh, that 
there's a lot of mouths to feed, man. I think, okay, am I wrong in, in predicting Who's? that we all Who's think are these mouths? DJ, DJ Moore and McCaffrey. One, one mouth. Those are two mouths. That's it. Yeah, there's all pretty, these those mouths. Are, those are two pretty big fucking mouths that, that are going to want the ball <laughs> on a very frequent basis. I agree. I agree. And that's the part that I get, like, that's what you get worried about with uh, a team built with a lot of offensive weapons like we have, is somebody's going to be unhappy at some point or another. Um, this and, ain't our problem yet. We ain't at that problem yet, folks. I'll, we but, is not at that problem, homie. We got a lot of, we got plenty of food nobody's eating yet. Come on. And we need Sam Darnold to eat. 252-228-5098. Next call. Um, excuse me, uh, what do you mean by uh, uh, there's there's no formula or uh, there's there's nothing in the JC Horn? What kind of disrespect is that, homie? Come on, fam, you you disrespecting the dude. He had a ninety nine point nine nine RAS score, the athletic you know score, which which is the second best score ever known to man in well, the who's in, talking That's what I'm talking about. All right. on, that's that, exactly that, what I'm talking about. And then also, too, to, to hear, I really like that that snow and, and fit. Well, it's fitter that I was asking about it. Uh, oh, did he miss a practice? How You know what I mean? Like, how is this guy? Durability. Availability. He's your greatest capability. You know, Commitment-wise and whatnot, they they trying to get that next level on that ass. You see know what I mean? So I don't know what you're talking about. Like, they, all right, all right, good call. And let me clarify. But, but who was bit. he talking? He, he was talking to you. Yeah, he's talking to me. And the reason being is this, and let me clarify a little bit, is that um, he was saying that ultimately he said I I said this was unscientific. Right, is that they're just really and uh, someone brought this up in the chat room, which is a good good comment. Is like we're not going to let our secret sauce out. Uh, Obviously, you're not going to give your algorithm out. I just thought it was a little less formulaic than I expected it be. Right, and and that is is I thought that it was kind of like five or six dudes getting together. And being like, I watched this, homie. What is that? Do you guys hear that? What yeah. is, it? is it? Just me. It's like a really fast beeping noise. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, it's like a super fast. Yeah, it's like super Nintendo fast. But it, my point is this: is that and, and and clearly this is the production part, and they're minimizing some of those things. I just wanted to know what the percentage points between fields and this guy were and i I mean i don't really expect them to show us that like i don't really expect this to show like what but what is the difference between horn and certain like how did they truly see it and the one other thing that i was uh, slightly disappointed in and this is where i talk about the science and the scientific part is not about what i think about this guy but what happens if this guy goes here? What does it do the rest of the draft? I thought it was a little bit like, well, oh, I hope these guys are here tomorrow. Like that, it was almost a day two shit that was kind of weird to me. It was like, well, we're here. What do you, you think we can still get the guy we wanted? 
Yeah. Well, there are things, and I just wondered, like, why is how far was how about this? Is here's a good example, or to me, I thought it was a good example, is that we all focused on fields, right? Fields, fields, fields. But Slater won't even mention in that group. Not even like it was like not a single person gave a fuck about that Rashawn Slater dude. Like they didn't even have him close to the top ten at that point. And that's and, my and that's my it, question is is like if we would have trade, I just wanted to. It did not seem as calculaic, right? Like this calculus trigonometry type thing. It was just like, well, maybe we could move back and still get fields. Maybe we could move back. <laughs> it wasn't like, well, if we move back, we lose a quarter percent of this and uh and this affects the third round this way this way and like it just didn't seem that technical well i feel like they didn't let us know absolutely everything anyway sure and, and then sure. there's sure. things that you have to infer so for example if you looked at that board it would seem as though they had jc horn and then right under him is patrick certain well both of them are incredibly good cornerback prospects but you look at the difference between two of uh, between the two of them, and JC is a better physical talent at the sure. position, and he is a day one shutdown press man corner. And I think that lends to what style Phil Snow wants to implement in our defense. We want to don't be disagree fast, with that one bit. We I want don't to be disagree. A fast aggressive defense. We want our corners to press you. And we want to give them opportunities to get interceptions. And I yeah. think all the moves that we made on our defensive line and specifically in our linebacking core with Denzel Perriman and Hassan Reddick, like I think this is going to be a very fast defense and a defense that is going to be forgiving of an offense that might take a little time to get off the ground depending on how ready Sam Darnold is. Yeah. This defense could be a top five a top 10 defense and surprisingly yeah. like, look I'm very very excited about this defense and I don't disagree with anything I don't disagree with the picks I don't disagree with like any my I guess kind of this is that how many times as we as a show we're trying to fill content before the draft and the combine combine and stuff like this and one of the questions will be like this well if we pick offensive who's deeper offensive lineman or corner or you know it and that's where the chess didn't come they at least they didn't show it so it's like if we don't get our they were like we want soul we want horn and if after that we don't really give a fuck but my question is is if slater's gone by the next time you pick this and that what does it do to the db class what does it do to the offensive line class those were the kind of next moves that they didn't give us insight into. And clearly, again, it's a production. They're trying to hide some of this. Right? They're not trying to give away everything. Nor, I just wonder if there was really that much to give away at times. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm happy with what we did. I think we mitigated all the amount that we traded for Sam. We didn't pick offensive linemen in the beginning, bro. Like the number one thing that anybody is going to be able to come back to is this: is if Rashawn Slater comes out to be a hoss, 
why won't he on the board? He wasn't even in the fact. Like, nobody was even like, you know how you guys were all like, it could be Sewell, it could be Slater, it could be like, here's my top five, here's this or that. Nope, they were like, Sewell, and we don't give a fuck about but Tony, that's why. But, uh, but Tony, that's why it makes those fan evaluations that you hate so much, it makes them even more important. Because if Rashawn Slater does go on – to be this badass shutdown left tackle. That's my point. My my cripple ass will be able to say, well, guess what? Guess who fucking told you so when? And it's like, yeah, that's why, again, I, and I think we're going to have to learn this over the next few years. I don't think we're going to learn it over the course of one draft, but learning what Scott Federer and our scouts value at different positions it's going to be insightful. Like I said, I'm still baffled about the whole second round guard, third round tackle thing. Dude, you even though you've never seen him play guard before, like I don't understand what you would see in Rashawn Slater's tape and not think that he would be better than every single left tackle that we currently right, have right, on the right. roster. Like, right why now. is he not? If Fields was slipping, my question is why isn't Slater climbing? kind of thing you know like if you're ready to say oh well we got a 13th pick on this well why don't you have an 11th pick on slater that's kind of my my question there but i'm telling you man this is matt rules draft this was matt rules draft dude he and at least the way they produced it bro is scott fritter was like who you want to take who you want to take who you want to take I'm telling you, you said you won't know for a year or two or this or that. Well, guess what? In a year or two, if these guys ain't going to fucking be any good, it's going to be on Matt Rule, and it's going to be on him picking favorites. And I like the confidence there, but he's like, I want Tremble. I want Chuba. I want these dudes. That's what he wants. He's picking guys he wants to coach. And, and I don't the, know if that's good or bad. I'm not saying it's terrible, but it's on him. Well, it's how about on this? him. The grace period that we've afforded Matt Rule is now officially get, over. Now? Like, no, yeah, well, he gets two is, years. There's a two-year grace, bro. There's a two, in my in my mind. You but can by your whatever own grace you want. Matt Rule was behind all of the draft picks yeah. this year. So... If I'll even give them picks, next year. If our draft picks, I mean, obviously you want to give them more than one year, of course. Yeah, but you have to. If, if these draft picks don't work out, we now have a, a, a two-year foundation of Matt Rule, Phil Snow, Joe Brady. I mean, a little and bit And if uh, Darnold don't work out, imagine that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's another thing is this. You get Teddy Bridgewater, fail, right? And that's If Darnold is a fail... That the that, analytics that, that all this all data and all what these young there ain't no data man they were just fucking... out. I feel that's why they passed up on uh on Justin Fields because it, it's like well you know these quarterbacks we are crapshoot anyway and why not just go with the young guy and again I I agree with them I'm I'm hopeful that Sam Darnold is going to be able to have a Tannehill like turnaround. But if he doesn't, it's a good question. Dude, Look at this. Look at it from Lynn. Lynn, this is a great question. Yeah, who gets the credit for the free agent signings? They were significant, and she gives it to Fitterer. But I gotta say, this is no. We got Hassan Reddick on a one-year deal for a chump change, and guess what? Formal Temple, dude, bringing them to your dude Snow. 
So there was a little nepotism there. Right? I mean, I don't know. Did Fitter just come in and own The one thing that Fitter did that is different than we're used to is Fitter just addressed need in free agency straight up. He's like, we need offensive line. We need a tight end. We like, he just went and got dudes. And whether they're good or not, or bad, or this, or I'm indifferent. I don't give a fuck. We needed an offensive lineman. We needed a tight end. We need it like. So if it doesn't work, I'm not okay with it, but I understand it. Lynn is 100% on it tonight. I think it was a complimentary team decision. I think Federer knew that we needed uh, to bolster certain positions on the team. And yet, when he saw. Uh, that a Temple player was available that Matt Rule had coached before that also had the benefit of having all the sacks. Um, you know, it, it it checked off a bunch of boxes. And I do think that this is a – our front office is working in tandem with one another. And right now, as for as early as things are, that's a good sign. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. All right, let's go to the – let me see. Did we play this call? Uh, excuse me. Uh, Not what do you more. mean by... Uh, yeah, yeah. This uh, yeah. is the one about... Uh, yeah. All right, here's the next one. Hi, it's your mom. I'm checking in to tell you I'm watching. I love you. Keep it clean. Take the high road. <laughs> Have a good time. But remember who you are. I love you, mom. That's my Aww. mother, Joanne Pansini. And if you got a problem with it, you need to say the rosary more than she does. And she says it all day, every day. Thanks, Mom. All right, next call. Man, my thoughts are we fucking suck again. Like we gonna <laughs> like we suck last year. You know what I'm saying? And real quick, Panthers got them Panthers Buzz FSU twenty three. You ain't nothing but a motherfucking pussy. Motherfucker put a finger. Even got no right. Yeah, bro, you gotta pause that shit. Bro, Cephas is in the chat room talking all bunch of shit. I don't know what the fuck he's mad at, bro. It honestly ain't even that serious. Like we do get mad. I want to get mad. Yeah. Bro, like no, he's not mad at you, he's mad at everybody else calling and talking shit to people in the chat room. Like, bro. But if you want to fight, bro, go fight somebody, bro. Nobody gives a shit, and you sound dumb, straight up. Right. I don't like hearing right. that shit, bro. You want to fight? Go fight somewhere else, man. All right, all right. Um, other than that, like, um, that's all uh, we got. Some ice up picks and do, and that's it, right? Yeah, man. Anyway, right. like, you got anything that's it's in your craw that you missed to talk about tonight that I did not ask you about this or that? Like, you ain't got nothing. I hate to disappoint. All right. Well, look, I saw one Coca-Cola on the desk of Scott Fitter or somebody, and I was like, plant. Fucking plant, <laughs> man. These mugs were like, good God. They put ads on that shit every two seconds. They're, They're trying to make, that, we gotta, gotta make that money for Tepper, bro. Tepper's a businessman, first and foremost. We forget that sometimes. All right. All right. Um, all right, C3 Panthers podcast, numbers 252-228-5098. Longest running Panthers podcast available. It's on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Live Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope. And at the end of the show, we close it out with the Ice Up Picks, where we tell somebody our homage 
to Steve Smith to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. And I'm starting tonight, bro. I am starting tonight. And the ice up pick goes to the... I guess it's to the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning's goalie. Our team, the Hurricanes, down 0-2. My wife was at the, is at the game right She's walking out sad right now because her best friend, how about this? I actually, you know what? I might ice up other people listening right now. My wife's best friend takes her to games. Where are y'all taking me? Where are y'all taking me? You ain't taking me no playoff games. Where's my extra free ticket? This girl, I said, Miranda, why don't she was like, Well, she ain't gonna take you. I was like, Why not? I know her. <laughs> She's like, No, she ain't gonna like ask you to go. Come on, folks. She had the playoff game. All she had to do was buy some beers and drive and pay the parking. God damn, I will help and do that for you. But Ice up to the Hurricanes and to the Tampa Bay Lightning's goalie, who the Hurricanes have outshot the Lightning for the last two games and still lost. Like, you got to get the puck in the net. So, sadly, no matter what, is you can outplay, you can play as hard as you want, but it's all about the numbers on the scoreboard at the end. It sucks right now. The, uh, the Hurricanes are a... Ultimately, the most quality team I've ever, like the most talented team I've ever seen them have, and that's including the Stanley Cup team that they had no six or whatever it was. And ultimately, if you don't win it, this is the curse of being beautiful. It's the curse of being great. It's the curse of being awesome. If you don't win, it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. So, like, if the Hurricanes have the greatest season this year, regular season number one, go kind of deep in the playoffs, but they don't win the Stanley Cup, it's a failure. So to you guys, ice up. Get the guy forsaken puck in the net. <laughs> All right. CK, do you have anything? Or are we icing up the fact that you don't have shit? Let's just ice me up. Let's just ice me up, dude. Ah, I'm just so... Oh man, it's, I don't know. Well, I just, I, I, just I just try to focus on the positives in life. How is your vegetarianism going? Have you cheated? Can we ice no, you up over that? No, I haven't. I haven't cheated at all. It's uh, been going well. Um, and well, I mean, we're ice pretty up meat. Ice up yeah, meat. Ice up meat, dude. Like uh, the thing I will meat. say this much: ice meat. up the timing. Meat, not you. Yeah. Um, ice up timing, bro. I'll tell you that because I go on vacation in two weeks. I'll be going to Myrtle. Well, a couple of things. So I, I go to. I'm going to be going to Vegas on the 10th um, to film um, uh, Jeff Leach's comedy uh, at the uh, Comedy Cellar at the Rio, and then I'm going to be coming back like the next day and then going to the beach. So I'm like, it's really bad data, like a really bad timing to start going like vegan when you're about to go to some of the best places to go eat. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, what you're filming like an intro for him? No, I'm just filming the whole thing, and I'm gonna try to put it together and give him some like maybe a comedy special to throw together for somebody. Nice, man. Definitely keep us posted on yeah, uh, on what y'all put out. Yeah, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, so, listen, my ISO pick is something that I would like to get both of your opinions on because I got a shit talking mailman that I love, and he, every time he comes up here, we'll talk about sports, but. Uh, I wanted to mention the Shannon Sharp thing, and I wanted to one mm-hmm. ice up Shannon Sharp, but also we haven't had a chance to talk about this, so I wanted to get you guys' take on it. What do we think about? Well, one, do you know what happened? Are I've you heard, heard 
Was it basically Shane and Sharp didn't tell Julio Jones that he was live on the air and just trying to get him to talk? He was on Undisputed yeah. with uh, Skip Bayless, and he calls Julio Jones on his cell phone. And I'm going to fuck up what he said, but uh, he's basically like, hey, what are we doing, man? And Julio's like, oh, we're out of there, man. We're out of Atlanta. Like we're, we're, And basically that caused this giant shitstorm between the Falcons, Fox Sports 1, CAA, and their talent agency that represents both of them. Um, and my thing is this. Is that on Shannon Sharp? Like, cause he never told Julio Jones, "Hey, man, you're on the air. You're on live television yeah. right now, and you can even hear Jenny Taft say that to him." Or like, oh you know, no, 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 that was a cop out too. Whoever said that in the end, they waited too long, and they were like, "Should we tell them?" Like, it was bullshit too. It's on all of them, homie. And so, like, my mindset is this though, like. Okay, my mailman. This is where my mailman comes into this. All right, yeah, let's hear this part. I want to hear this part. He says it's a setup that Julio knew that Shannon was going to call him and he was going to be on on air, and that was going to facilitate everything happening even faster because the talks between Julio and Atlanta had already stalled out for a while. So this was his way of your mailman is a fucking genius, bro. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like. Is there is there something to that? Listen, if yes. if, if GMs yes. and presidents of uh, of these teams can play that game with draft picks, why can't players play that game with their contract talks? There's something to yeah. it, man. How I, my question uh, in the and I never had heard that floated out here before, but I love I'm all in on that. Your mailman's my favorite dude, dude. And my <laughs> the reason I say is why hasn't this happened earlier? Right. And like what I mean by that is is like look, Shannon Sharp ain't a journalist. Right? No, he's a he's, football he's guy that talks shit about football, right? Yeah, he has and Skip Bayless though. and Skip Bayless is not a journalist really. They're talk they're 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 like that's like calling uh Rush Limbaugh or somebody, you know, I know Rush Limbaugh's dad, so I'm not like but like calling these people journal they're not journalists, they're talk show like listen to Sean Hannity. You listen to Sean Hannity, he's not a journalist he's a talk show host right is that they are not trying to just cover you know it's like they they don't have that ethical kind of component to them and i'm not saying they're unethical that's not my point is this is that their goal is to attract listeners this and that and that's what shannon sharp and Stephen A and all these guys they're not journalists they're not on the beat they're not like trying to break a next story this and that and so i you know what is man? That's good story. I'm I'm all in. Your mailman know your mailman knows what's up, bro. He probably thinks aliens and UFOs are fucking full of shit, though. Nah, he doesn't because he has half a brain and some common sense to read the evidence and and, and watch the videos that that his friends send him. Dude, CNN is talking about it. Even the fucking. Dude, don't even get me started on this bullshit, Tony. Don't get me down this rabbit hole. Uh, I will say to this, though, um, I mean, I guess I'm going to ice up uh, myself because the more and more I talk about it, I think it was on purpose, and I was about to ice up Shannon Sharp, but now I totally think that it was real. So whatever, dude, I'm fucking dumb, and there's no such thing as aliens, dude. I'm just dumb as shit. 
So I said, Cody. Oh, there was somebody in the chat room causing ruckus tonight. We're going to have to assign some privileges and let y'all monitor it. I missed it. And then, but uh, Cody had it on the calls too. Thank you for stopping. What you need to stop. Look, folks, it's C3 Panthers Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. My name's Tony Dunn. Uh, every Tuesday night, I just jump up here with my homies, my girls, my boys, all of this and this. And while we just talk about the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective, we would love for you to be a part of the conversation. Smash the thumbs up button, subscribe. The Discord channels in the show notes. Just be a part of that. CK, where can they find your work at, my friend? The bestest, in my bestest opinion, voice the best, <laughs> the best voice. And uh, how, how can they find you, homie? Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Codizzle Allen. You can find me. Hey, you just just look for Codizzle Allen. I'm everywhere now. All right, word up, uh, CK, uh, CK, uh, Cody. Where can they find you, my man? Uh, on Twitter at Cody Lack. I haven't been very active on Twitter lately. I've kind of taken a hiatus a little bit, but it's I good. still, I still the time. It. It's our, it's, it's our rest time, dude. It's our rest time. We're coming back. Don't worry. You'll be up there every moment, every hour, every day in like three days. Don't worry. Yeah, man. But, um, but hey, I, I still see what you send me if you send me something. So hit me up at Cody Lack, C O D Y L A C. Uh, and that's it for me. 252-228-5098. Keep pounding. Get us out of here, Cody. All right, Get us out of here. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.